Hello, everybody. My name is Daniel Prince, and I'm the host of the Once Bitten podcast. This is a podcast focused on Bitcoin. It's my mission to interview as many people as I can around the different aspects of Bitcoin and help people understand exactly what Bitcoin could mean for them and for their families and for their future. I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you so much for listening. Hey guys, welcome to this edition of the Once Bitten podcast. And um, I've got one here today with uh, a really inspiring young man, very young, and founded a company in Switzerland that is uh, helping people in Europe, not just Switzerland, in Europe, um, exchange fiat from either uh, the Swiss franc or the euro uh, into Bitcoin in a, a very easy manner. It's um, He's the founder of a company called Relay, R-E-L-A-I. And, um, you know, you can even go on there and set up auto buys, which is... Um, which is great. This is this is what we need here in Europe, and these guys have found a way to do it. Uh, non KYC, uh, own your own keys, and auto stack. Which, well, you know, I'll let Julian explain in the interview how they've managed to do that and um, where this is going to take uh, Bitcoin adoption. So, a young company, very very um, exciting, and I really look forward to to following their journey and becoming a customer and um, playing around with it and, and want to learn more and more about it and follow their journey as closely as I can. So let's get into this one. Um, and before we do, the, the usual shout out for, uh, thank you so much as always, Obi, for, for supporting the show. Um, that's at Obi on Twitter, Obi Nwosu, the, the founder of um, coinfloor.co.uk forward slash bitten. You can go there and um, start uh, using their service to auto stack as well. Um, this is where we're at, guys. It's auto stack time. Get ready. Uh, the ball runs coming. Auto stack into it and um, sit back, relax, enjoy the ride. Spend more time having fun on Twitter rather than fretting about your positions and um, when you should have bought, why you should have bought. Just, uh, you know, get this set it and forget it thing going. And um, yeah, let's let's get ready. Let's go. All right, let's get into this one. And uh, thanks always, as uh, as always, guys, for, for listening and for supporting the show. Um, really appreciate it. Hope you enjoy it. Hey, guys, welcome to this week's edition of the Once Bitten podcast. And joining me today is uh, Julien Liniger which I hope I've pronounced correctly, Julian Linegar in, in my English. Um, and uh, joining us, as always, is Lauren. Well, not as always, because sometimes you have understudies. But uh, Julian, thank you so much for, um, for joining us today. Thank you very much, man. I'm really excited to be on. Okay, Lauren, what's, um, okay. let, let's, let's this take this. time, yep. I think I remember it. Okay. Um, uh, how did you find this company, your company? How did I find it or found it or like how, how, how the idea come by? Yeah, like that. So yeah, that's a very interesting question. Uh, so, and it's also a funny story, I think. Maybe in, in, in so 2018, after the big bubble, you know, when everybody, uh, where everybody uh, wanted to buy Bitcoin, um, uh, I was already kind of in, in the Bitcoin space for, for a couple of years. So a lot of people knew me as like the Bitcoin dude, right? So I was always the Bitcoin dude in the family and with friends and stuff. So obviously they asked me all the time, hey, where can I buy Bitcoin? But a lot of them were just really like normal people, non-tech people. And buying Bitcoin back then and still now was just too complicated for them. So they didn't know, you know, where to buy, uh, where to make all these accounts. They couldn't deal with all these complicated interfaces and stuff. Um, so I tried to help them buy Bitcoin because I think it's a good thing that they wanted to buy some Bitcoin. Um, and, but, you know, it was just, it was just a mess. So every, every time I need to, needed to set up several accounts with them and, and I even made videos and, you know, checklists for them. So to, to help them how to, uh, how to find through this, uh, this whole process, but most of them ended up 
giving up. They they ended up not buying Bitcoin because it was just too complicated for them. And they always only wanted to try with like 20, 50 bucks, you know, not a lot of money. So they didn't want to invest all this time to find out how to buy Bitcoin um, for, for this little money. Um, so then I, I thought there, there must be an easier way. So I did some research. I asked a lot of people, you know, what's the easiest way? Isn't there one app where agents could ju- can just buy Bitcoin with a couple of clicks, you know? And it, and at that time and still now, I think um, there wasn't a, a good alternative. So I thought, um, why not? Why, why don't we uh, build one? Uh, so that's how it basically started in 2018. So we uh, got together a couple of cool people and, and, and shared ideas and, and made the concept. Um, and then in 2019, we started kind of building and experimenting a lot. Um, and now, beginning of this year, 2020, we actually uh, started to, to uh, building the mobile app that is now in the App Store. That's basically the story. Cool, I bet Daddy might get it. I'm. I've already. I have the app. You have it. Yeah. Since when? Um, since around a week and a half ago. Oh. I've been playing around with it and trying to get it to work. And um, as Julian well knows, I've run into some problems with the French banking system. Of course, Daddy. <laughs> which, um, of which. Which Julian comes up against all the time. What I love about this company is, um, you know, I had a problem. I reached out to the direct founder of the um, of the company, and he's helping me uh, trying to trying to solve this problem. And um, he he's got lots of insights because other he's helped lots of other customers mm. overcome um, their their problems. Uh, so I think that's uh, an amazing amazing thing to do. I think that's the the best way to build a company. Yeah. Do you have any uh, other questions? Mm. No, I don't think so. Okay. Well, do you want to say uh, bye? Bye, bye. Then? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye, Lauren. It was a pleasure. Pleasure meeting you. Uh, you too. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks, man. She's so cute. Um, <laughs> thank you. Uh, yeah. So, j- just to um, you know, touch on that point uh, for for anybody that might be listening, that um, uh, you know, excited to hear about relay. Um, you being based in Europe and uh, offering Bitcoin only services, and uh, you have the uh, the auto uh, the auto buy option as well, which um, you know it is is going to be the best way for people to start uh, their journey into into Bitcoin. Um, what have been some of the the challenges that you've faced? And there's obviously going to be many when you start any company. But when you're starting a, uh, a Bitcoin company and uh, trying to work with the legacy financial system, which is uh, obviously a very close, this is how we do it, right? We, we have to use the legacy financial system to exchange our fiat to get into Bitcoin. And there are so many hurdles and barriers to entry. Do you have any um, any advice or stories? Or what, what have you found the most difficult? Yeah, exactly. So there, there as you said, several things. Um uh, so one one thing I think is the, uh, when you when you talk about uh, general problems uh, when you found a company, uh, so there are general problems, and then there are Bitcoin problems, and then there are banking problems, and we're kind of in this in in the in the, the point where they all overlap. <laughs> so that's why uh, yes, we we definitely had several uh, issues. Um, so the the problem with uh, founding a company, uh, founding a tech startup, is you need to you need to raise money. Uh, usually, you can't just bootstrap. I mean, you can bootstrap, but uh, the, the 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 easier way or the more common way is probably you have a cool idea. You maybe build a prototype, uh, set put together a team, and then you need fundraise. You need a couple of thousand, couple of ten, even a couple of hundred thousand to actually build the product and make it stable so that people can use it, and only then you make money, right? Um, so, and that was very, very hard for us um, because of several reasons. Um, in Switzerland, there's not really a, a very uh, well-established venture capital um, uh, culture. There are not a lot of in, uh, risk, uh, risk-taking investors like in Silicon Valley or Israel or in other startup hubs. Um, so this was very hard also because we're very young. I mean, I'm 27 only. I don't really have a, a, a great 
track record or whatever. So this was uh, this was uh, probably a reason. And then to the second aspect of our problems, the Bitcoin aspect is you know Bitcoin is still a very it's still a niche, right? It's still many many people and most of the investors we talked to didn't understand Bitcoin. Um, didn't think Bitcoin has any value or any potential. And so there, the discussion usually already ended, right? So we said, you know, we want to make it easy to buy Bitcoin. And they were like, so, but nobody wants to buy Bitcoin anyway. So this is, uh, this is uh, pointless, uh, basically. So that was, that was a big, um, uh, that was a big hurdle. So that Bitcoin is such a niche, and, and nobody's basically a lot of people are not really into it and getting it. And then also uh, getting a bank account is still very very hard as a Bitcoin company. Um, just if you have Bitcoin in your name, uh, that makes it already almost impossible at any bank to to um, uh, open a bank account. We we spent a lot of time explaining dozens of banks that we are not even touching Bitcoin. We are not even touching uh, um, customer funds. We are not collecting any data of customers. Like we are not doing anything else than building a software that people can use. Um, and that that's it. Um, we, we don't do anything illegal. You know, we, we don't even handle Bitcoin transactions. Um, but we have Bitcoin in our like our description. Obviously, is you know we 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 work with Bitcoin, and that's already enough for for ninety nine percent of the banks to just decline you. Uh, so that's what happened. And then the 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 small amount, maybe two or three banks, out of all of them that we asked, were saying, okay, we are innovative, we are progressive, uh, we you know we understand Bitcoin, and and it's okay if you are a Bitcoin company. But then for all of them, it was not okay that we don't do KYC with our customers, even though it's not their business, you know, but, uh, but they just, it was too much of a reputation risk for them. Um, so they declined us as well. Uh, the only bank is a small bank in a small canton close to the German uh, border in Basel. Um, uh, it's called Basel Landschaftliche Kantonalbank. And they uh, agreed to give us an account because the guy who heads their uh, department uh, who handles you know these company accounts he was a coach of mine or of us in a startup competition swiss swiss national startup competition that we uh, uh, were part of he was a coach so he understood the case really well and he took the time to understand what we what exactly we do and he was open enough to um then identify that actually we're not doing anything wrong and it's totally like with every any other company we you, you know we're just building a software uh, and it, everything's okay everything's legal and we're not even touching user funds not even touching bitcoin um so then he said well there's no problem we can open you a bank account but uh, it was a huge process a big hurdle um, and then to the last point, maybe the, the tradition, the touch points of the traditional banking system and traditional, you know, legal financial market authority, regulatory <laughs> compliance kind of thing. Uh, this is absolutely the, the most painful thing you can do um, and the most costly uh, and, and effort uh, taking uh, thing you can do if you if you kind of want to 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 put this new decentralized um uh, uh, censorship resistant and so on uh, new financial system if you want to kind of combine this with the old fashioned and, and broken financial system that really that's really really hard and in my opinion doesn't really work um, to integrate the two so we always wanted to keep them separate so we uh, didn't try to get into a bank or, or, or offer a bank account ourselves or something like that. That's just not, that's just, it costs you millions and years. Um, so we said we just need to try to be as separate as possible to this old world and stay in the new world. But as you said, you need this link. You need the link from the fiat money to, uh, the, the, to Bitcoin, right? And so we just found this concept where we basically act as an ATM. 
as a digital, digital Bitcoin ATM, where you just send money from your bank account. You don't need anything else than your bank account. And you make one wire transfer that hits our, our, our broker's bank account with this, the, the, the right reference number, the uh, code that you put in. And then we or our broker exchanges it into Bitcoin and sends you the Bitcoin to your wallet that is being created in, in the Relay app. And from there, you can do anything you want. You are in the Bitcoin world, right? So with one wire transfer, you can get from the old world to the new world. And we don't want any other link or don't want to get more intertwined into this old financial system. Uh, that's, uh, that's very important to us. Yeah, and uh, okay, cool. Let, let's um, let's kind of do like a, a walkthrough, and I'll share my personal experience as well. And um, anybody that's thinking about downloading the app and, and starting their journey into Bitcoin, hopefully, will get uh, a much rounded out, a much you know better, clearer picture of, of how this has been put together and how it works. So, you know, personally, um, you know. I've struggled with the legacy banking system here in France. I won't dox which bank because, you know, it's a bank account of mine. Um, but just for example, because I was trying to uh, set up a payment to a Swiss company, I was unable to do that on my bank's internet banking. I literally had to call or email or walk in to speak to a bank manager to set up a beneficiary in Switzerland, which I find absolutely unbelievable <laughs> that that could even be a thing in 2020. <laughs> but stunning, I guarantee stunning. it's absolutely like, and this is a bank that trades internationally in foreign exchange. I know this because I've closed deals for them before in my past career <laughs> in the hundreds of millions. And um, But yet you cannot, as, as an account holder, go onto your online banking and set up, I can set up a beneficiary in France, no problem. But because it was deemed international, I then need to go and like go cap in hand and beg the man. He had to do it for me, like manually input it. And I had to wait a day or two for him to do that. And that is just unbelievable. So that was a, that was a big hurdle. So anybody living in France that's looking to start with Relay, um, look into that because that could be a hurdle immediately. I don't want you to fall at, at the first hurdle. Um, and secondly, I've been having a problem with the way that this particular bank set up where you put the reference. So, so for the listeners, if you buy, for example, 50 euros on the Relay app, it gives you the bank account. You get that manually put in by your friendly bank manager. <laughs> then you have the beneficiary added. And then each time you make a, um, a transaction, you're going to get a unique reference code, which needs to be put into... Um, a specific box. It turns out I've been putting it in the wrong box, which actually says reference, but I should have been putting it in a different box, which I think says a motif or something like that. But uh, each bank, Julian, I think has its own little kind of uh, nuances like this that you guys have been just, you must have a thousand fires to put out any one day. Yeah, so that that's one of the most... Um support tickets we get um, because so what what happens and what happened in your case also if you you put the wrong reference code or you put the right reference code into the wrong field um, then you get uh, you just get a refund so you cannot lose money huh? so this is very important you just get an if if it doesn't match then our broker just automatically uh, sends refunds your money sends your money back within one or two days so that's that's no problem but obviously people want to buy bitcoin and then they know that they, they don't know why it didn't work uh one reason it doesn't work sometimes is uh because the, the every every bank and you know we, we're live in in uh, like i don't know 40 50 countries so in almost all europe and so every bank in every country, you know, has different uh, structures on how, yes, different interfaces on where you put which reference because there are different forms of reference. So our kind of reference code and it, it, it is not actually a reference as a lot of um, banks put it. 
So you have on the invoice, sometimes you have a reference, right? And this is a long number usually. Um, um, but, but what we are providing our code is basically a, a payment message. So in your bank, it says motif, which is French for, I think, you know, mes- uh, yeah, message or, or reason, reason for the payment. Um, so this is where you put our uh, our thing. It's like a message to uh, the payment. It's same same for example if you deposit money to your Revolut account. This is the same uh, way. But so it's not. I mean, it's not a, a problem of the bank because it's, it's just it's just not standard. Whatever reason, uh, but it's just not standardized in the banking world. That's a pity, but it, that that's how it is. Um, and it's, but it's maybe may also a little problem of our uh, user interface, which we are already solving now in the next update. Um, that we call it reference. Uh, this is very confusing, obviously, to a lot of people. If they see reference field in their uh, e-banking, then they obviously put the, the the code there because it's called reference code. So in the next update, we will then call it um, payment message. We found this. Uh, uh, this, this uh, description most um, most understood by our users, so that they actually put it into the message field in their e-banking. So yeah, but this is only one small uh, uh, anecdotal um, thing and problem that people still struggling. Even though, in, even though for like ninety five percent of of all users, it's really you know it, it makes their life easier, it solves their problem, and it's it, it, it all works fine for them. Still quite some people are, are struggling with those details, um, which we are gradually uh, solving with every update. Yeah, very cool. I love the way you guys are listening to the market and learning and reiterating and, um, you know, um, trying to, you know, move forward and um, being so on hand and helpful to, um, to to listen to the problems. It might be confusing people, like the way you you described it, it's like, you don't touch the Bitcoin, you don't touch the money and you don't KYC. Um, could you, and, and we as users hold our own coins, um, and keys, um, that sounds like the, you know, the Holy grail. How, how have you, how have you, could you explain exactly how that works? Yeah, it is actually the Holy grail, right? <laughs> so, um, it, um, okay. So we always wanted to be non-custodial. Um, because of ideological reasons and because of legal reasons. Uh, ideological because, you know, not your keys, not your Bitcoin. I think for most of uh, people listening, this is uh, quite quite clear that you, you should hold your own coin and nobody else. Um, so we wanted to be non-custodial because of that, which we are now. Um, so we generate a wallet. Once you start, first start your, uh, your Relay app, um, after downloading, it automatically creates a wallet. Um, uh, your, your private key is, uh, is uh, created um, and uh, encrypted and stored locally on your phone. So, and then you, it, it, it sorts a 12-word seed phrase. Uh, this is your access to, to your Bitcoin and nobody else than you uh, has access to this. Um, and then for uh, then for legal reasons, it's also very important for us because, as as said before, we want to be separated from from the whole uh, financial and legal and regulatory uh, bullshit. So it's very important that we don't hold user funds at any point in time, because once you hold and kind of you know transact with and manage. Um, uh, money on behalf of other people, then you obviously need, you know, to be licensed. Depending on what you do with the money, um, you need to have uh, smaller, lighter, or or more heavy licenses. Depending on, you know, what you do, so you need maybe a, a only a financial advisory license, or a financial intermediary license, or an asset management license, or even a banking license, depending on what you do. And we didn't want all of any of this. So we also, we don't have any license, any, no regulatory body, uh, financial market authority or whatever is supervising us. We don't need that with the setup we have. So that, that's why it was very important. How we solved it is actually quite simple in the end. Um, we just took the concept of the of a Bitcoin ATM, which in Switzerland, you can you can um, 
uh, have a Bitcoin ATM, uh, operate a Bitcoin ATM, as you can operate like an, a money exchange um, shop where people come, put some money in and get some other currency out, get, put one currency in and get another currency out and then leave, right? Uh, up to a certain limit uh, in, in, in Swiss law is this 5K per day and 100K per year per user. Uh, this is no KYC. Uh, this doesn't need any personal details. This is basically under the radar of the regulator officially. Um, and and so we saw, hmm, okay, if Bitcoin ATMs can do that and 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 physical you know money exchange shops can do that, why couldn't we do that digitally with an app? Um, and so we started exploring and we found. Bitty, our broker, um, which were working on a similar thing, um, and they call it KYC Less API, which they now, which we kind of co-created together and now using in our app. So, what we do now is basically we're a Bitcoin ATM. So in the Bitcoin ATM, you can just come, put 100 francs in or euro in, and you get a paper wallet with. These, the amount of Bitcoin out, and then you leave. You don't have to do any KYC, AML procedure, no onboarding, no registration, um, no personal details, no deposit. You don't deposit money anywhere and it lies any, somewhere. You just, you know, it's an immediate exchange. You get it out and you're done. And that's what we kind of copied now and took into the mobile uh, and online world with this app, if that makes sense. It does, and it's awesome. So, Bitty are the broker, and um, they've, they've been around for a long time. Is that correct? Yes, they've been the actually um, technically. I think they were the first Bitcoin broker in Switzerland, um, and they're still. They started operations, I think, in early two thousand fourteen or even late thirteen already, where you know Bitcoin was basically unknown it was basically maybe 100 150 people in switzerland maybe a couple of hundred in europe actually thinking about this um they then they are, were already a regulated bitcoin exchange then uh, not an exchange a broker sorry uh, which was you know yeah they, so they're very early uh, right at the same time basically founded as bitcoin swiss which is way more popular way bigger now uh, we not popular, but what uh, like w better known and bigger, and you know, you know they they have a bigger bigger business, bigger operations. That's why everybody knows them, but and everybody knows them as being officially the first in Switzerland. But actually, um, if you talk to the Bitty guys, I think they were a little bit earlier with their with their license. But anyway, yes, they they've been around for for a very long time. They're very established. They're fully regulated. Um they're very close to all the financial market authorities in Switzerland and you know the local regulatory bodies and everything. And their founder um Alexis Roussel who by the way is now um in in our board of directors um is uh, is a lawyer by trade. He worked for the UN before and he is working is a very, very, very important um, um, Bitcoin lobbyist, regulatory Bitcoin lobbyist in the Swiss, if not in the in all the European um, regulatory uh, bodies. That's awesome. Okay, um, one one quick question to to clear something up to make sure um, in, in case people are scratching your heads. Um, you call them a broker and not an exchange. Could you just um, help people understand the difference between a broker and an exchange? Sure, I think it's a very important difference. Um, so there, for me, simplified, there are three layers um, of of um, buying Bitcoin. There, there are kind of three layers where you can do that. You can do it on every layer or um, you can use several layers. So the first layer is an exchange. The exchange is here to uh, take fiat or other cryptocurrencies and exchange it, that's why they call exchange, uh, to Bitcoin and then send it somewhere. Or you can also deposit and leave it on there, right? This is like the base layer. Um, then you have the second layer, which is a broker. What the broker does is he taps into many of these exchanges 
So he has different liquidity pools, um, and he taps in. He he ha he takes orders from his customers, and then he goes out to all these exchanges and fill these orders. Um, so he gets an order. Please buy me fifty euro in Bitcoin. He takes it and then he goes out and see where's the best price for this. Um, and then he makes sure he buys for the best price because he, all the exchanges have different prices. He goes out, he makes sure he buys for the best price and as fast as possible, these uh, Bitcoin for 50 bucks and send it to his customer. Now there's a third layer where uh, I see Relay and other uh, cool uh, cool Bitcoin apps is is kind of the user interface layer because exchanges and brokers usually are not built individualized um customized for end users um they you know they serve uh, institutionals as well and they're maybe for hardcore traders but usually they're not very you know simplified and focused on on user friendliness and really making it easy for everybody that's why we in my opinion need this third third layer and what we do is just we're working with one at the moment. We could also work with several brokers that then, you know, do, and that, that's basically the cascade. As a user, you can now choose, do I want to go to an exchange with the pros and cons? We can go into that if you want. Um, and, or I use a broker or I use um, uh, the, the, the custom-built, uh, user-friendly, simple app as, as the front end. Yeah, brilliant. That's very well um, laid out. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, why don't we do the pros and cons of, of going into an exchange uh, for those people that might be thinking, you know, why don't I just go direct to the exchange and do that? Um, what would be the list? Yeah, sure. Uh, so it, 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 a lot of people ask, you know, why are you so expensive? Um, it all has to do with, you know, cost, um, um, and 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 as I said, pro, pros and cons. Where you can where you can choose. You can choose. You do I want it cheap, um, or do I want it expensive? Uh, do I want it simple, user friendly, or do I want it complicated? So I think that's where a lot of uh, the pros and cons uh, attach, and, and then it makes sense in the end if you analyze it. So w yes, we are expensive. We have a three percent um, uh, transaction. Fee, that's all inclusive um, because on our layer you get co uh, maximal convenience and maximal uh, privacy, maximal support. Really, like ne uh, focused on on you. You get you get just the best quality you can get for for the use case you want to do is buying Bitcoin and selling Bitcoin. And you also get um, get the best price of your Bitcoin. Um, but you pay for this. For all this, you pay, right? Um, so the, the, the pros are as mentioned, and, and the cons is obviously the, the higher cost. Then if you just go down and use an exchange, you can do that, obviously. Um, the pro is you get you get very, very, very low fees. Because exchanges work with high volumes, we work with quite low volumes. That's why we need to make have more fees so that we can earn and pay our salaries and stuff. But exchanges have huge volumes, like billions, right? In the billions. Um, so there, yes, they have very low fees. That's great. Um, that's a pro. The con is um, that they usually take a spread. So they um, actually hide some fees uh, in, in the price. So they don't give you a very good price of the Bitcoin. They um, uh, say, okay, you, you um, buy, for, buy Bitcoin for 50 bucks, but they give you back Bitcoin for 94, uh, 49 bucks. Um, so they take, uh, if, if the price is, uh, is 9.5K, they go buy it for 9.5K, but then they sell it for you for 10K, for example. Uh, so that's the spread, um, which usually end users don't see. In Relay, this is all inclusive in this 3%. Uh, and then another con is on an exchange, you don't get the best price of the market because you just you just get the, the exchange 
price. So for example, if you buy in Coinbase, you get the Coinbase price. Maybe on Kraken, it would be better price. Maybe on Binance, it would even be in better price. You don't know. You just get this, this price on the exchange. Um, so in the end, you might even pay more um, than using Relay. Uh, just this is an assumption. Could, could be. Um, doesn't have to be, but could be pay more so that that's some coins on the, on the price side of an exchange and then user user friendliness is a big uh, con in my opinion i mean everybody who used kraken um i mean it's it's quite complicated to use it's also very future rich you know so power power traded like professional traders find amazing a list of all these features you know you can make stop limit uh, st um, you know stop loss and limit buys and, and market buy and you can, so you can do everything you want but this is overwhelming like the 90% of people who just want to buy e easy bitcoin right so it's a very complicated interface and also the onboarding so you ha you need to do the whole KYC shit as you would be a professional trader even though you just want to buy your casual 50 bucks in bitcoin so you have to uh, create an account you have to get verified you have to upload all your documents all your personal details they have to get checked you know it's it's like it's like opening a bank account just to buy your 50 bucks of bitcoin so that's a that's not very user friendly um, so these are you know pros and cons basically on of the, of the exchange and then if you go into the middle so the broker still has the same cons when it comes to the onboarding and user friendliness same thing um, you have to go through all these registration process and you're treated as a as like a professional trader and also the interface usually is not not really better than on the exchange. It's quite complex usually because it because they also work with high volumes. They want to have the big guys. Um, and but on the pro and which I think is an important pro and which also le legitimizes their quite high fees. So broker usually range around one percent some even up until one and a half percent. So Bitty, for example, has 1.2%. But it's okay that they take these fee because what they do for you is they go out and they get the best price. And they uh, also include the spread. They have a little spread, but they include it in these in these fee, at least at, at Bitty, that's, that's it. So they, we pay them basically 1.2% fee, but that, that includes the, the spread. So they take away the spread and they um, they get you the best price, which actually sometimes can even get you a better deal than if you go to the um, exchange directly and 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 pay your zero point one percent, right? Um, so that's that's the, that's the USP of 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 the broker. Yeah, well put, man. That's. Um... Yeah, very, very well rounded out. Uh, yeah, and yeah, it's so right. The user experience on an exchange is there's a lot of flashing lights and a lot of flashing numbers and a lot of boxes to fill in. Um, even you know somebody that spent 18 years looking at that kind of thing, it's still a pain in the ass. And um, you know, opening just opening an app and being able to go tap, tap, tap. Um, so with your app in specific, it, it, you know, like. I think it took like three or four clicks to like just one download, um, choose Bitcoin, no, uh, buy Bitcoin, choose the buy Bitcoin, then put in like uh, 50 Swiss or 50 Euro, whatever currency you're using, and then press buy. And that comes up with, here's the bank details you need to put into your bank, uh, into your bank account and send a payment from your bank account with this reference to the, um, to the broker. Um, yeah, I mean it's very very simple. Uh, if you can use your your internet banking, you know, better than I can, <laughs> or in a better country where it's uh, a lot easier on on that side of things. So, I think it's cool what you've created. Um, and for you know such a young team, like you said yourself, you're you're only twenty seven, but you found Bitcoin around two thousand thirteen. So, how on earth at twenty years old are you finding Bitcoin? Like you know, wow. Well, it was I w it was twenty fifteen. Sorry, it was twenty fifteen. Right. Okay. So, not, so you, not you're that. still like you, yeah, twenty two or something. Yeah. Exactly. So I was. I think I was just starting 
uni, starting university. And then there was this one guy, friend of mine, um, who is a, who, who is a techie. So I'm not a techie even. I am very interested in technology, but I, can, I cannot even write one line of HTML code, right? So uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a techie. Um, but I had tech friends, so I, I studied business, um, but I had some tech-oriented uh, friends and they told me by, about this thing, this magical, uh, you know, internet money. And I was, I was thinking, well, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, so I played around a little bit, but uh, also, you know, bought some at like 500 and then sold it at 550 because that's, you know, being, um, being accustomed to the, to the return on investments in the, in the stock market, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm this brilliant investor now. <laughs> I did, I did 10% uh, up. So I sold it again. This was in 2015. And then I was always kind of curious. Uh, I thought it was an interesting kind of game, but I didn't, I didn't take it seriously. I read, read some stuff about it in the, in the coming one, two years. Um, but there was not a lot of activity then. And I, I just thought, you know, it's magical internet money. It's cool, but it's, that's not, it's not going to go anywhere. But then in 2017, um, very early, I think it was January or February 2017, another guy came to me and asked me about it. And this was not, not a tech guy at all. Um, just another friend and asked me about it and, and said, you know, didn't you... Didn't you um, read about this a little bit and, and play around with this? And I, I was like, yes. And he was like, yeah, it's very interesting. So uh, he he so so I I, I um, kind of identified that quite some people start being interested in it, even though they don't have any connection to you know tech or finance or whatever. Just normal people start to get interested in it. So I thought that's it's interesting. And also a lot of like scams are, were, were then starting to pop up like snowball, you know, schemes and, and stuff like that around it. So I was, I was thinking, okay, they, be it good or bad, but there, there is more activity there. Uh, you know, the trend of the activity is going up. So, so it, this sparked my interest even more in it. So then I, I really started going, going, getting deep into the rabbit hole. And the deeper I got, the more fascinated I was. And, and then I was quite, and after a couple of months or one or two months, I was really quite uh, qu quite sure that this is going to be a huge, you know, serious <clears throat> revolutionary thing. So I started also investing a little bit more money in it and being very, I was very, very um, comfortable now to, to, do, to, to put serious amounts of money because I, I, was, I just thought, you know, this can just go one way <clears throat> and yeah that's that's basically how i got into it and then obviously the the the, the 2017 bubble bubble was uh, was i was <laughs> i was kind of I had a good timing with that so i could um finance uh, uh, my my exchange semester in in silicon valley half a year just studying and partying and no work <laughs> with uh, with my bitcoin gains it was uh, it was a fun 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 year 2017 then um, and then when I came back in 2018, um, you know, the bubble crashed, but it was okay. I was still, I, I still believed in it, uh, nevertheless. And, uh, and I came back after my exchange semester, um, finished, finished uni and, and then started, started my first company, which was more in consulting because I'm, I'm, I'm a consultant by trade. So I started my company, which, uh, we, we, where we tried, um, advising, uh, financial traditional financial service providers in in Bitcoin and and, and and crypto and blockchain and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, that that was then I, I founded that. We did some projects and then um, and then I I founded Relay. Um, yes, and uh, here here we are. <laughs> and you've got some serious backers now, right? Uh, I checked out the website. Um, there's some there's some OGs uh, behind Relay. Uh, are you are you cool to share with um, with us who who's um, backing you guys? Sure, yeah, absolutely. I'm very proud of it. Um, so the first year we really had no backing at all. Like no no dog wanted to piss at us. We say in Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> so we really it was it was it was hilarious. Nobody was interested in us. Um, but then we. 
we kind of got uh, together with Alexis Roussel, who was that was a tipping point, I would say. So before we had we had two backers, um, business angels that that helped us uh, finance the app development. We were very grateful, um, but I don't think they're well known, you know, in the Bitcoin space. They also up up until this day they don't really understand Bitcoin. They just think it's cool and they like the team and stuff. So that's why they backed it with some money. Um, but um, so they they're working in in traditional finance and consulting and telecommunications. You know they had some management roles there. So that's uh, typical traditional business angels. Um, but then um, Alexis Roussel uh, got interested in us and offered us um, to to invest a little bit uh, in us and help us with his legal advice. So Alexis Roussel was uh, as as we talked about before uh, the the founder of of the first. Um, Swiss uh, Bitcoin broker and a very important regulatory figure um, because he's, you know, a lawyer and everything. And so this was kind of the tipping point because he's very, very well known in the industry, uh, at least in Switzerland, I think Europe-wide, even worldwide, um, because he's, he's done so many very important things for for Bitcoin in the regulatory space, but also in, you know, just everything. He's, he's so important for for the space, and everyone knows him. So this was tipping point because after that it was just oh okay Alexis is in I want to be in, <laughs> that that was it. So then we could um, we could get Demelza Hayes interested. Demelza Hayes is you know in in Bitcoin uh, what I what I only recently uh, had to experience in Bitcoin is a ve- she, she's a very um, uh, she's a figure that uh, has, has a lot of. She's very contro- controversial. Controversial. Some lover, some hater. Uh, I love her. I think she's she's great. Um, she's done a lot of for Bitcoin. Yes, she also does a lot for shitcoins. But for me, that's not that's not you know a big deal. So she de- she definitely has done a lot for Bitcoin. She's 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 an OG since like two, 2012 or 2013. And uh, you know she's uh, yeah she's she has done a lot of a lot of good things. She 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 also brings a lot of credibility with her her like Forbes 30 under 30 title and uh, and she managed one of the bigger uh, European Bitcoin funds and and is a PhD of University University of Liechtenstein and so on and so on. So a lot of credibility from her side. And then Bernd Lop uh, joined as well. He is he is. Um, as, as an advisor, he is very well known in the Crypto Valley and Crypto Nation uh, as well. He, he, he started even even before the ICO craze. He did he did an ICO and stuff. He's also uh, involved in a lot of altcoin projects, but also a huge proponent of Bitcoin. And then for the Bitcoin maximalist, obviously, what was very very uh, cool was that uh, Giacomo Zucco um, joined us as a uh, as an adv- investor. Um, he he randomly joined. I don't know from whom he got the tip, but he randomly joined our Telegram uh, chat one one day, and I was like, "Wow, cool, Giacomo." I mean, everybody knows Giacomo Zucco, obviously, and and I was like, "Wow." And some people asked me in private message, like, "Hey, have you seen? You know, Giacomo Zucco is in here. We're so cool. How how did you manage that?" And I was like, "I don't know. It wasn't me." Um, and then you know, after a couple of days or weeks i was kind of asking him in private hey very cool thank you very much for joining and stuff and how is it going could you try out relay i, I think that was before we launched but we had a test version so he was he was uh, playing with it and he was like yeah it's very cool blah blah, blah. and then i was like okay I, I i just asked him so i just asked him hey would you want to be an investor uh, and then kind of help us uh, to to make this happen. And he was like, "Sure." That's <laughs> very very uncomplicated on Telegram. I haven't met him um, personally to this day, uh, but uh, I will meet him very soon. Um, and uh, yeah, so these are probably the maybe the most important ones. We have wait, like I could I could go on, um, but I think <laughs> that's that's probably the most important ones. That's awesome, man. That's uh, that's brilliant, and you know it sets the base for what you guys are doing. Um, Bitcoin only, uh, trying to make it as simple as possible, as few clicks possible um, to you know to make this available to a whole continent, right? That you know this this is this is madness. Um, it just, the sky is the limit. Um, you know, let's talk about. Um, 
Well, you can't call it dollar cost averaging, right? I mean, it's like this whole DCA thing. You know, I spoke to Fry Hass about it. Yeah, and he, he agrees it should be called like FCA, like fiat cost averaging. Um, what do you guys call it? So if people come to the app and they want to set up a, a weekly buy, you know, what is the, uh, what, do you call it a thing? Or is it, um, you know, how, how do you get across to people that that option is available? So in the app, we don't call it anything. You can just choose it as an option. If you put in a tra- uh, put in an investment, you can um, choose. Do you want it one time? You want it weekly, or you want it monthly? Um, on the website, we call it either DCA because DCA is just from a, um, from a, from an SEO um, perspective, and you know from you know users just just people just talk about DCA. They know what DCA is. It's you know DCA is a thing. Uh, that's the key word. Right, so that's why we use DCA, uh, even though we don't accept dollar. But like, yeah, it's dollar cost averaging. Um, th- that's the, the name of the concept, and we also use a savings plan. So it's a, for us, it's a Bitcoin savings plan, and it's by the way the most um, used feature. So uh, like many, many, I think more than fifty percent of our kind of of our uh, orders are are DCA orders or like recurring orders. Um, and uh, I, yes, so uh, that's that's how we call it. And yes, I think it should be called. I, I listened to the Friar Has uh, episode uh, of of your podcast. Obviously, it was amazing. Everybody should should listen to it. And and uh, yeah, should 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 be FCA as as he as he um, proposes fiat uh, cost average. That's uh, that's basically it because you can do it with every currency, not only with uh, US dollars. So if you just to get this um, completely right, if if once somebody comes to the relay app and they set up like a weekly buy or something, once that weekly buy is activated, will you then get a new reference code to to make the payment? From will you get like a text or how, how does that work? No, it works exactly the same. So the because the the reference code um, will stay the same for this. So we do in the oh, back end. Okay. What happens is there is an auto duplication of the order. Um, so that's what we co um, co created with with BT with their API, you know. Um, so what happens is you just uh, put in the trade like fifty bucks per, and you say you say I want it, I don't want it once, I want it weekly, and then you just get the exact same details that you need to put in. You just make your payment exactly the same. The only difference you not, you set it up in your bank as a weekly recurring payment. That's in most banks, this is one, uh, one click, um, and then and then that's it. So the reference for this sp- specific um, recurring payment a reference code or the payment message code will always stay the same. So it's set it and forget it. It's like set you know, it and set, forget it. Right. That's that's so, very important, I think, because uh, that's that's exactly the problem with DCA. I mean, DCA is is the best investing strategy in any market, not only Bitcoin. Um, it it beats it beats all active strategies um, in in a long enough time frame, uh, like in ten or twenty years. DCA always wins, <clears throat> and but the problem is in in practice that people need discipline for this. So people need to think or need to to act in the exact same time frame all the time. So every Friday for lunchtime, for example, you need to do this. If you don't do it, then the dollar cost average effect don't work. And obviously, people, you know, we're just humans. We make errors. We we uh, um, we forget to do it, or we do it, or we get emotional, and we 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 buy more, or we buy less, and then you know, and we try to gamble and all that. That's that's human. So we 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 need to let machines do this because machines are not emotional, and machines don't forget things. <laughs> and so yeah, we need. DCA works best if you automate it. So that's why we. Uh, it was very important for us that we can find a way to automate this. Perfect, man. All right, so a question I always ask um, is if you had one red pill left to give somebody to, to bring them onto Bitcoin, who would you give that pill to and why? Um, I would love to see Elon Musk as a Bitcoin proponent. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about the latest update on on his you know thoughts about Bitcoin. I think I think he's on purpose not very vocal about it. 
about his opinion. I don't think he has a strong opinion for or against it yet. Um, but basically, he, he would be the best um, representative for it because uh, because he tried when he tried to build PayPal, he basically just failed building Bitcoin, right? He wanted ex- he wanted to build a global censorship resistant currency and everything. Uh, he just uh, he just well not fail. I mean, it wasn't a fail uh, business wise, but like he, he just he, he couldn't create this global currency and now here it is and it works uh, you know and so he i think he would be the best um the best represented for it and sooner or later he probably will and it it also you know um for his other projects it would be very good because he wants you know he wants to colonize mars and if you want to have a currency that works on different planets then i think bitcoin would be a good candidate as well so yeah i would be very happy to to see um some more bitcoin tweets from from elon <laughs> yes indeed it's uh he's definitely up there with the the most mentioned him and um joe rogan is still leading by by far and uh Strangely enough, Joe Rogan was talking, I can't remember who he had on the show, but they were talking about Bitcoin very, very recently, and that was getting tweeted around. Um, so we're getting there. Um, we are getting there. These, um, it, It's not so much, I don't care that you know it, who it is per se, it's just like their reach, who's their audience, you know, what, what is their demographic, and how can we get more people just thinking about it? And if these guys just start talking about it, then all of a sudden millions more people are getting exposed to it. And uh, it just helps bring people into the um, into this Bitcoin world. Um, I got a, a question for you, which um, there could be many people out there, you know, very impressed with what you've been building at Relay and what you've been uh, telling us about Relay. At, at some point, you guys are going to be growing. Um, where should people um, check out if you guys are ever going to be hiring? And um, for those that are out there listening that think they might be able to add some value, have the right skill set, or interested in joining a Bitcoin-only company, where should they um, come and find you guys? And what is the future plans? Do you have future plans for, for hiring anyone soon? So actually, we uh, the way we are set up is, is very scalable. In terms, of, so we don't need if 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 the concept stays as it is now, we don't really need um, a big team, you know, of like hundred people. We we are two people now working on it: one tech guy and one business guy, and the latter. And obviously, Adam Bilichan, the the, the great uh, tech um, person behind it, is is the CTO, and that's it. Uh, for the moment, and uh, we we scaled from from one customer to uh, now almost two thousand customers, um, and not a lot changed on our side. Uh, obviously, we have a lot of future requests. We have quite some support tickets still, and we we obviously want to um, um, perfectionize and further develop the product. Uh, that's for sure, and for this, it would be beneficial to have some uh, some talented people. Um, so yes, we will start um, recruiting a little a little bit. Um, but it's also for, for us. It's really it, we're we're not in a hurry. We want to find the the the, the most suited and the best you know talented uh, people uh, that are all also you know as as driven and as passionate as we are about this whole thing. So um, we're always open, but we but we are not like recruiting in a classical sense uh, anytime soon, I think. But we're always open to, uh, so everybody who wants to contribute should get in touch. I think everybody everybody can contribute, maybe not in a traditional, you know, employee, employee contract kind of way. But um, everybody can contribute. I mean, you can uh, get in touch on Twitter. Uh, you can. You're very welcome to join our Telegram community chat. Um, you can uh, access it through the app, uh, or we have a WhatsApp chat, community chat. Same thing. Um, you can get in touch on Facebook. Even you can get in touch on Instagram. You can get in touch on LinkedIn. Uh, so you just get in touch. Uh, we we uh, we are always happy, and we always find a way how people can contribute. And um, sometimes it's you know about 
spreading the word on social media. Sometimes it's it's about um, uh, covering cities with stickers. Um, sometimes it's, we, we now, uh, have, have a, like uh, an agreement with the guy who helps us with the website. Uh, we pay him a little, uh, bit amount in Bitcoin every week and he completes some tasks on our website, which is amazing because he's very, very well, you know, he's very talented in this. It's not, a, it's not an employment in any way. Like it's just, it's just, uh, yeah, uh, he's, he's doing some tasks for us and, um, yeah, so it, there's always a way how you guys can help us and how we can com- compensate you for, for this. So yeah, just, uh, just, just get in touch. <laughs> awesome, man. That's going to be music to many people's ears because there's so many people out there trying to figure out how they can add value to these, these young companies that they, um, that they want to help and help build them and become part of the Bitcoin, um, network. Uh, so yeah, watch your watch your inbox and your DMs. They they might get um, <laughs> you might have a deluge. <laughs> cool, looking forward to it. <laughs> All right, man. Well, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much um, for your time. I know um, I've taken a, a whole chunk of your morning, and you've probably got a bunch of uh, shit to go and do and people to um, to to hook up with. Yeah, sure. But I'm, I really enjoyed it. Thank you very much for also for your time. Uh, it was it was it was amazing. Uh, yeah, thanks and uh, take care, bro. Thank you. Thanks so much, Julian. Take care and all the best. Hey guys, thanks for listening and thanks to Julian for spending the time and, and coming on and uh, sharing his journey down into the rabbit hole as a, uh, as a very young man. And then, um, you know, starting a, starting a Bitcoin company at, you know, the, the very young age of uh, mid-20s, you know, like 25, 26, 27, whatever it is. Um, and getting the backing from, from some of these people is just incredible uh, I, I loved that you know he he was inspired him and his uh, co-founder were inspired to go ahead and do this and build this company you know it's a classic entrepreneurial story you know scratch your own itch um, I think it's brilliant um, I, I started using the service uh, there was as we discussed um, that there was a lot of slow moving parts on my end for, with my bank who just oh my goodness uh, I just got the, the message back from them yesterday that it's a- apparently impossible to set up a weekly direct debit from my bank. I, oh my, I mean, we're in 2020, guys, and banks just banks such as this. I mean, obviously there are some much better banks with far better services. Um, the, the, these other banks, these, they're just going to go away, and I, I don't know that anyone's really watching too closely and uh, that's why we're all here right that's why we're in the bitcoin space um really really impressed with uh yeah with julian and what they're doing at relay and uh, wish them all the very best uh they're trying to get as close to non-kyc as possible obviously relay and non-kyc you, you know you don't have to share information just to download the app and start interacting with the app um as far as buying your coins go i suppose there's a small amount of kyc there in the fact that your bank knows that you're act, uh, um, uh, interacting with a, uh, a Bitcoin broker, uh, Bitty. But, um, you know, Bitty are a sound um, organization as well. They've been around a very, very long time. They've got some great leadership and, uh, you know, are, are there for the cause. So, and if you want to start stacking sets in Europe, right now, that's the best place to go start doing it. And, um, you know, just... Uh, set up an account and um, go down the rabbit hole and start slowly and just just get it working for you. So big thanks again for Julian and I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Exciting to see another, you know, Bitcoin company coming out and, um, you know, trying to grow, interacting with the uh, community. So go follow, go check their um, service if, if you're in Europe and um, yeah, give them a shout out on Twitter. Uh, the usual shout out at the end of the show for uh, Sir Badminton at Hodler Than Now for the uh, incredible music uh, I'm speaking over at the moment. At 21ism, go and follow them or go check out, check out the website 21ism.com. And uh, usual thank you to Obi for supporting the show. That's coinfloor.co.uk forward slash bitten if you want to go start stacking sats in a, uh, in a slow manner. 
and start your journey um, or up your journey, depending on where you are. And uh, to the guys across the pond, Swan, love what you're doing, swanbitcoin.com forward slash once bitten, serving 49 states. It's just um, state of New York that you cannot uh, sign up for Swan account. And of course, Adam, how could I forget you, mate? Really appreciate the effort you put in and um, making this audio sound so great. Thanks, man. So I look forward to the next show, guys. Really appreciate um, all of the shares, all of the likes, all of the comments, all of the retweets, any of the reviews that are getting left. Um, yeah, it's, it's great to, uh, to be a part of your journey. And uh, yeah, see you on the next one. Take care. Bye-bye.